0: Welcome everyone, Dylan Jamelli here today with a brand new video for you and today I will just tell you to sit back and relax, uh, get your learning goggles on. Uh, We are going to talk about testosterone 101 and what does that mean? I'm just going to cover everything testosterone. We're going to talk about the different esters, I'm going to talk to you about the half-lives, everything and anything, results, side effects, we're just going to cover it all. I've, I've been asked so many times, will you do a testy, will you do a test sip? But it's, it's so short to just do just one of those, so we're just going to do a major video right here, and this is going to be like your go-to reference for everything testosterone, but before we get into that really quickly, just a huge shout out and thank you to everybody supporting, watching the channel, the likes, the subs, the shares. You guys are amazing. Please, if you haven't yet, do these things. Subscribe, like, share, comment. It helps the channel to grow and to for me to produce more and more content for you each and every day. Lastly... Today's video is being brought to you by letsgetchecked.com. Now, let'sgetcheck.com specializes in at-home blood testing. You can get it all there. Uh, you've got your male uh, blood test, female blood test, full hormonal panels, wellness. They do COVID testing, sexual health everything it's so easy you order from the website they ship it straight to you you do the test ship it back to them real-time results you've got nurses and doctors there to help you at any time that you need with any questions it's amazing it's simple it's easy jameli 30 will save you 30 percent off so use that code jameli 30 let now let's dive in we're going to do everything testosterone so from the start Testosterone is actually part of the androgen family of steroid hormones that's naturally produced in your body now it's going to be made by your testicles and in smaller amounts by your adrenal glands so in males testosterone is obviously our principal sex hormone and anabolic steroids now females produce small amounts of testosterone in their ovaries but nothing like a man does in compared you know like to what we do with estrogen to them. Now in the male biological makeup, testosterone is needed for the development of reproductive organs and tissues like your prostate and your testicles. Now not only is testosterone gonna help build your reproductive system back up, um, but it's also gonna be responsible for promoting secondary sexual traits. So increased muscle mass, body hair growth, deepening of your voice, broadness of your shoulders, narrowing of your pelvis, production of semen for sexual reproduction. Now we do produce testosterone naturally around 200 milligrams a week but the effects of our natural testosterone are very mild compared to what a bodybuilder an athlete or somebody using in, uh, and injecting synthetic testosterone is going to go through we've got rapid muscle growth strength increases faster recovery um, this is why testosterone is one of the most popular steroids used by anybody still now the amount of super amounts of testosterone that we get by injection or transdermal delivery create an increased concentration of testosterone in your um, you know, muscle cells and other tissues. So when you flood the androgen receptors in your muscle cells with testosterone, you're trying to magnify the muscle building benefits of testosterone far beyond what your body could ever produce on its own. Now, most anabolic steroids being manufactured today are synthetically derived from testosterone. Now, many new steroid hormones are new, not new, but newer, like your D-balls, your nandrolones. They're made in a lab by modifying the base structure of testosterone to make new versions of steroids that carry desirable traits. Now, Synthetically derived steroids are used for improving performance and inducing significant muscle and strength gains, just like testosterone. Now, when scientists out there started rating the effectiveness of the other developed steroids that were new, they decided testosterone was going to be the baseline number where everything was going to be compared. So when you measured the anabolic and androgenic effects of other steroids, they rated. it, you know, against testosterone, which is a 100 to 100. So Tren, for instance, is 500 to 500. So that's saying that it's, you know, five times stronger in both anabolic and androgenic effectiveness over testosterone on that scale. Now we find, and I'll discuss that in another video, that doesn't always hold true, but that's the ratings that that, that Tren was given, for example. Now, testosterone is available in human-grade pharmaceutical, you know, terms but it's also on UGLs which are underground laboratory brands where people make them on their own and it comes in base form without an ester making a water-based testosterone suspension which needs to be injected every six hours now this is really ideal for people that are subject to steroid testing now there's multiple ester um, preparations I've talked about like Sustanon, for example and they're going to have Anywhere from your short propionate ester to your long, undecanoate version. Um, And not only does testosterone come in different esters, but some preparations like Sustanon 250, like I was just talking about, where you're combining different esters. But I'm going to get into all of the esters shortly here for you, and we're going to break those all down into nice detail, too. Now, let's talk about injecting. you got to pick a good injection site. Uh, for your testosterone shot. You don't want any pain. You don't want any infections. Now base testosterone suspensions or shorter esters like propionate, they're gonna have more pain when you inject. So you don't want to inject insensitive muscles like your biceps or your your quads. You gotta be careful there. You should probably go where it's a larger and doesn't have like a really high concentration of nerve endings and tendings. Uh, propionate can cause a pretty painful injection and it can spasm, um, and it can, you know, lead to knots and things like that that you want to avoid. Um, I prefer gluteal and your glutes. Those are good areas, um, but you're, you're going to want to try to stick to those areas um, where there's more blood flow and you're more lean, things like that. So um, let's talk about some esters and half-lives, and let's also talk about dosing. So look, I did a video that talked about how much testosterone do you actually need. I also did another video on do you have to take 500 milligrams of testosterone to get results. No, you do not. All right, you do not. I don't have an issue with people running 500 milligrams of testosterone. I don't think that it's necessary to go any higher. In all honesty, I don't see the reason or the point. For me, testosterone is the backbone of your cycle. You should use it i believe in every cycle i don't like oral only cycles to each their own i have no issue because you still can get results that way i'm just saying my preference and i've gotten into that for a decade on why i don't prefer the oral only cycles but that's an entirely different topic but I don't think there's a need to go berserk with testosterone and use a gram like I see people using or 750 milligrams. Let it be the backbone like it's meant to be and let the other compounds shine and feed off of the testosterone dose. That's my way or my preference. So when I talk about testosterone dosing, I generally recommend 350 milligrams up to 500 milligrams, depending on the user. Like one of my personal, and this is only personal, one of the other reasons I don't like it high for me even up to 500 because I'm so estrogen prone and I don't wanna deal with it. And I've ran it that high and I just don't find it necessary. So um, that's just something to keep in mind. Um, 350 to 500 milligrams, I don't see any reason to go longer than 12 to 14 weeks unless you're on TRT and things of that nature. Now, I wanna talk to you about the esters and the half-lives. Now, we're gonna start with methyl testosterone. The active half-life here is only six to nine hours. Why? Well, it doesn't have an ester. It's methylated for oral use, and it's really the oldest oral steroid that's ever been made. It, it Literally, you go back, it's like the first oral steroid ever made. Meth, uh, Methyltestosterone was actually originally used... As a prescription drug to treat men with low testosterone levels, but it fell out of favor and it was replaced with injectable testosterone because the methylated version is so toxic and so bad for you, especially to use long-term. Then we've got your testosterone suspension or your testosterone base, um, all testosterone no or TNE. We're looking at a four to six hour half-life. Now, it's in a water base and it was you know, used for decades. It was one of the first anabolics ever made. And this is the purest form of testosterone. It's 100 for 100. There's no ester attached. A few things that you got to keep in mind here. I was talking about earlier, these injections can be very painful, especially um, a day or two later. There's a much higher likelihood of estrogen conversion here, and it needs to be taken very seriously. It's used way different than other forms of testosterone. All right. It's more prone to breed infection um, at the injection site. Um, as opposed to an oil-based preparation. So it's much different. I'm going to do an entire video on that because it deserves one. Testosterone uh, testosterone propionate active half-life is going to be two to three days. It's one of the most popular single ester preparations aside from maybe enanthate and cipionate and possibly sustenone. Even women that decide to take testosterone often use it because it's got short acting effects. With the short half-life, it's got to be injected every other day to maintain steady blood levels. But aside from testosterone suspension, this is the shortest ester that you're going to get of testosterone. And it's extremely popular and it helps you to, to, uh, you know, reduce the time that you have to run a cycle. Then we've got phenylpropionate. Phenylpropionate, three to four day half-life. It's got the shortest duration of all esters aside from propionate. Um, You're going to need to take this three times a week. And so your first dose is going to give you a lot of energy. You're going to notice it. And then it's going to reduce after a couple of days. The second one is going to increase the effects of the hormone within your body, and the third one's going to ensure that your blood levels remain stable and that they're peaked. So you might be able to get away with two injections per week, but I think that your best bet is to stay every other day, at least three times a week. It's a good protocol to follow. Um, we've got sustenon, which I uh, please go watch my video on Sustanon because I really dig in deep on my details on sustenon. Now, as I was saying earlier, four different types of ses, of testosterone. So you've got one 250 milligram dose. Generally, you're going to see sus 250. All right. So what does that consist of? You got 30 milligrams of test propionate, 60 milligrams of testosterone uh, phenyl 60 milligrams of isocaproate, and then 100 milligrams of decanoate. So and then watch my video to really get into that further. Um, testosterone enanthate we're looking at a five to seven day half-life it's one of the more popular com esters out there i would argue with cipionate they're very very similar enanthate's just got a slightly shorter half-life and so you really want to go twice a week with it. I don't like once a week with it for blood stability purposes, um, but it's one of the most commonly used uh, esters out there, aside from the next one, which is Cipionate. This is the one I always use, and it's mostly prescribed for TRT, six- to seven-day half-life. You can, you can go once a week with it. Um, I tend to stick to twice a week because I always feel more stability when I do it that way, and I notice a difference for me, and I've seen several other people that notice the same thing. Most doctors put the patients on testosterone cipionate over other forms. Sustanon is another one that's used, decanoate's used, even enanthate's used, but cypionate's going to be prescribed more often than any other ester out there. Then we've got your isocoproate. We've got a seven to nine day half-life. It's well known for being part of Sustenon. It's good for TRT because it's got a longer half-life and you can do once a week injections with it. And that's one of the the reasons that people do like it it's not quite as popular but you can get away with once a week injections then we've got your testosterone decanoate extremely long half-life 12 to 14 days it's also known for being part of Sustanon. it's very good for TRT or HRT Um, it's good to stack with like a deca that's got the same kind of half-life So they go really well together, but it's just one of your longest esters that you're going to get with testosterone. But then that brings us to testosterone undecanoate. And that's when you're getting really far up there. All right, 19 to 21 days. It's used in um, TRT therapy for treatments of hypogonadism. And it's really, you know, also been under research as a male contraceptive. Um, it's the longest form of testosterone that you're going to run, like I was saying. Um, some doctors will even have you injecting this once a month, which I completely disagree with. But being that it has such a long half life, every 10 days is feasible, even 14. But um, I, I don't like to go that long. Uh, let's talk about some side effects. Now, it's been a favorite among most users because it's pretty predictable, it's pretty well tolerated by most. But there are side effects that can manifest and you've got to really be aware of these and know the possibilities before you run it. Um, estrogen conversion is obviously the first thing that I always bring up when we're talking about it. It causes problems like water retention, growth of breast tissue on men, um, increased blood pressure, increased moodiness. These can be mitigated and controlled with an aromatase inhibitor like aromasin or arimidex which I've talked about several times over and over. And then there are many side effects that can come, you know, about due with the conversion of testosterone in general um, to DHT. So side effects from high levels of DHT, male pattern baldness, uh, oily skin, acne, swelling of your prostate, growth uh, of hair in places other than your face. So these are all things that you need to be aware of. Then the obvious is if you're cycling testosterone with testosterone suppression, meaning that you're gonna need a post-cycle therapy to recover your natural testosterone levels and your production and things of that nature. But we've covered this time and time again. Uh, But these are the side effects that you need to worry about. So that is the full and total breakdown of testosterone, the esters, uh, the half-lives, how to dose it, what to expect. Anything and everything that we can possibly go over, I tried to cover here for you. I'm sure there's going to be other videos needed that I'm going to have to get into, like testosterone suspension. I'll probably do one on its own of that. But this is Testosterone 101. I hope that you enjoyed this and you took everything from it that I was hoping. So that being said, stay tuned for plenty more to come. Dylan Jamelli signing off.